Good morning and welcome to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. It's great to be back live in studio with you this morning. This morning on Contact, we're going to be doing something a little different. We're going to have a little history lesson about our wonderful city of Dubois and our 150th anniversary or the sesquicentennial that we'll be celebrating. Our guest this morning is Tom Ruberts from the Dubois Historical Society when we return. Hi folks, are you having problems with your child at home? Is their behavior a problem? Are you at your wit's end? If so, call us for more information. Community County Services, we provide family-based mental health. Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by our friends at Community County Services for local family-based mental health. Welcome back to Connect Contact on Connect FM. I'm live with Tom Ruberts of the Dubois Historical Society. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Michael. And welcome to Contact. Well, thank you for having me. This is going to be a different kind of show, to be honest. Normally, uh... We get more political on this show, but uh, today we're going to celebrate our city, and we're going to talk some history with you, specifically about the sesquicentennial, say that 150 times, the 150th anniversary of Dubois, and so we're grateful to have you here to give us some history. Yes, I'm uh, very proud that uh, you asked me, and I do want to talk about the sesquicentennial and the history of Dubois. Well, we definitely look forward to it. Um, I love history. Obviously, we have a great city. It is a great place to live, great place to work, as our slogan says. But really, we have, like everyone, we have a deep story. We have a long story. We have a history, and it's always great to visit that. So why don't we just jump in, and why don't you tell us about the city of Dubois? Okay, Dubois, uh, as uh, we know it, uh, really didn't exist until uh, the late 1800s. And in 1872 is when John Rumbarger first laid out uh, his part of uh, Dubois, which is like uptown here, South Main Street. And uh, there were 100 plotted lots uh, there was a Mr. Weber that bought the first lot, and he liked it so well, he bought a second lot. And uh, the city uh, really didn't take off until John Du Bois came and started his lumber mill. Uh, the, the lumber mill uh, was in the meadow uh, along Liberty Boulevard, and it, back at that time, it was pretty much a swamp. Uh, the Sandy Lick Creek, or Creek is... You're supposed to say, uh, <laughs> meandered through there, and uh, the the city uh, after Hurricane Agnes, they finally put the flood control in to uh, make sure that Dubois would never flood again. But as everybody knows, that's not the case. Well, that is true, and we'll get to Hurricane Agnes soon. But can we jump drive jump into like the history of Dubois? Like everybody knows John E. Dubois. They know John Dubois. They know Mr. Rumbarger. Can you try to help us sort through our history of all those folks? Yes. Uh, John Rumbarger was here first. Uh, he, Like I said, he laid out his part of town. And uh, then when John Dubois started the mill, he was over on what's considered uh, by Penn State, the east side, west side, whatever you want to call it, Coke Hill. Uh, that's where uh, he started. 
And there was a, a toll road across probably where the Liberty Boulevard is now. Uh, it was a corduroy road or a log road to uh, connect the two, two different communities. And then in 1872, uh, like I said before, the, the, the lots were laid out. John Rumbarger finally gave up his uh, right to the name of Rumbarger, as Dubois was known at that time, and it did become Dubois. And the other interesting thing is Dubois was actually part of Brady Township in the beginning. There was no Sandy Township, no city of Dubois. It was all part of Brady. That's interesting. I mean, so I look at John Dubois, and he, from the history that I've read about him, at 15 starts a lumber business, right? He starts in, like, Williamsport area, which is Dubois town even today, and makes his way over here. Um, obviously, we all, I think most people, including myself, are guilty of this, uh, it seems like, obviously, Rumbarger had a big part in who we are today. Obviously, John Dubois had a big part of who we are. Maybe you can give some details to those gentlemen. Yeah, uh, John Dubois, uh, the, original, the original John Dubois, he was uh, born in 1809, uh, and he was into lumber, uh, timbering, and in the 1850s and 60s, uh, uh, Dubois and uh, other companies floated their logs down to Bennett's branch to Williamsport and uh, th because that's uh, where they the sawmills were at the time because there was no infrastructure here to support them but that all changed when uh, John came and bought the property and started to develop his sawmills and at the time that the sawmill uh, was one of the biggest producing sawmills in the world I don't have the square footage or of the lumber produced at that time, but it was quite large. Yeah, so I find that uh, the whole how we came about is fascinating. How we celebrate John Dubois, it seems like the Dubois Historical Society recently placed some key historical plaques around the city. Do you want to update us on that? Yes, uh, there are right now three historical panels in the city of Dubois. The first one was installed last year over at the city park by the Heindel Field, and it has to do with uh, John Dubois and, uh, and the lumber industry there. And just this past week, I'm sorry, past two weeks, the other three historical panels were installed the one uh, closest to the studio here is down in front of St. Michael Terrace, and that talks about the Avenue Theater and that particular block of West Long Avenue. Uh, the Avenue Theater was here uh, for I don't know how long, previous to me coming to Dubois, but uh, I think everybody's heard the term peanut heaven, and the Avenue Theater did have a balcony, <laughs> and uh, the Children, uh, the kids at the time, they'd go up in the balcony and surprise the people on underneath on the main floor with uh, who knows what. <laughs> and that building, is that building here today? No, the Avenue Theater was torn down right about 1977. Uh, it had fell into disrepair. Hmm. And uh, back then, there was a severe lack of affordable housing for 
senior citizens and handicap. And uh, the Gateway Towers had already been built here in Dubois. And Father Dan Dimsky from uh, St. Michael Parish, uh, he became interested in seeing if they could get the funding uh, to build another high-rise for uh, senior citizens. And the result of that is St. Michael Terrace today. Wow, that's interesting. Now, that's some really great history there, and I didn't realize that that is a specific spot of uh, that location for that theater. But I was out for a walk the other day with one of my best friends, and we were walking across the walkway, which is a great place, and immediately uh, he saw the plaque that you're talking about, Hurricane Agnes. Before my time, I was born in 77, so this was in 1972, but... Maybe you can give us some history of that. And if you get a few minutes, definitely go look at the plaque. The pictures are amazing. Oh, definitely. Uh, the, the one thing that's nice is uh, from the 70s, there's plenty of pictures. Uh, they're out there. They're available. Hurricane Agnes uh, back in 72. Uh, I was a student at Penn State here, uh, and we were on summer break. But it didn't, Hurricane Agnes flooded quite a bit of western Pennsylvania. Uh, in Dubois, what is now uh, Main Street Mall, where Giant Eagle is on the boulevard, there was probably three to four foot of water. Uh, if you look on the picture on the plaque over by uh, the driveway to Martin's along the walkway there, uh, you can see where the only way to get down the boulevard was on a boat. Uh, you can actually see a car. I don't think it was in the water. I hope not. But uh, we it, were amazed. I mean, you can see the car, you can see people, you can see the boat, and you look and you try to figure out where you are. You can see the old boulevard. Obviously, it doesn't look like what it looks like today on the boulevard, but the pictures are totally fascinating. And who, like for me, like who knew? That, that, that's for sure. Uh, and the other thing that happened. Back in 72, there was, uh, in the 70s, there was the Gateway Fair, and uh, the fair was flooded out, obviously, and every, everything, uh, even like where the VFW is now, uh, over by Prontok Beer Distributor, the railroad tracks, that whole area was uh, definitely flooded, and that, the one good thing about Hurricane Agnes, that's when the Army Corps of Engineers came in and put in the flood control project. Right, so some good did come out of the, the her, what would have been a, then a horrific event for mm -hmm. people and dealing with that. But uh, you can see the flood control project along the walkway there, and obviously a very good investment for the city of Dubois uh, to have had that and hopefully avoid uh, what happened in 1972. But I think certainly I'm, I'm definitely guilty. Didn't know about Hurricane Agnes until I saw it on the front page of the Courier Express. Yeah. Uh Hurricane Agnes uh, actually hit this area on uh, June 22nd of uh, 1972, and there were two emergency shelters set up for the people that had been displaced by the flooding, and there was 145 people in a few different shelters uh, to take care of them, obviously. And by uh, Sunday, June 25th, the, the Creek and uh, Liberty Boulevard had... Uh, subsided enough where the the road was usable again and uh, from my memory the, the best part was there was no bridges taking out in Dubois where a lot of times it's typical now that 
the floods take out bridges. Right. So it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as it really probably could have been. But the again, definitely go see the plaque. Uh, wonderful that the Historical Society and the city of Dubois placed those. Uh, I believe history is important, and that's something I knew nothing about. So thank you for that explanation. But how about the Great Fire? Uh, the Great Fire of 1888. Uh, that uh, happened. It was hot. Uh, Back then, there was uh, very few brick or stone buildings. Dubois, because it had been built so quickly, was wood, wooden. And once the fire started, down by the Cherry Law offices now, uh, it was hot, summertime, the wind, and, and the, the fire spread quickly to basically eliminate all of the downtown Dubois at that time. Uh, there were a few brick or stone buildings. A couple of them were banks. They survived, and uh, the people that uh, lost everything. Uh, and, and the story of the Great Fire was told in a Dubois uh, Historical Society land, lantern walk. And uh, the one thing about the, the lantern walks, they're, they're always historically correct. Once There may be a character or two in there for a little bit of humor, hmm. but... Um, the Historical Society's Lantern Walk uh, that year told the great story of the fire and how it happened. And one other uh, tidbit about the fire, uh, in the historical, build, historical Society building, there is a brick wall that did survive, and it's marked in the building. It's still there. Uh, so anytime you're in downtown Dubois, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, or 30, Thursday during the summer, please stop in uh, hours are posted and uh, if anybody wants to see that wall it's ap appropriately right by the fire department display well that is appropriate but uh, something that we are thankful for too right it seems like the great fire of Dubois had a, uh, impact on even Dubois today and we have five fire departments we're, we're very well set up in that and we thank our volunteer fire departments for doing that for us Obviously, our history there says uh, there could be a day when you need it. So we've always had a fire department in every ward in Dubois, which is fantastic. But uh, any more tidbits about the fire you'd like to share or uh, shall well, we move on? The, the, the one good thing about, uh, if there was a good thing about the fire, that was the start of the fire department in Dubois. Previous to that, there really wasn't an organized fire department. And the fire department from Renova put some equipment on the train and brought it to Dubois to help put the fire out. Wow. We had to come the whole way from Renova to help us. Mm -hmm. Well, then that's a good thing that we made that investment to make sure that we always have a good volunteer fire department. And so we're grateful for that as a city. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, one of my favorite things growing up was well, definitely the Tom Mix Festival. Everybody remembers those good old days of uh, West Long being filled with people, and uh, people talk about Tom Mix. He gets a shout-out in Tombstone at the end, yeah, attending I'm, Wyatt Earp's funeral, but maybe you can shed some light on Tom Mix for us. Yeah, Tom Mix came to Dubois as a child. His dad was a, a, a hostler for John Dubois' family. He uh, took care of uh, transporting the John Dubois family on their carriages and wagons and Tom 
learned to ride horses. Uh, little did he know he was going to be a movie star. And uh, for the people that uh, don't know back when Tom became a movie star, it was in the silent movies. But he did make the transition to what they call the talkie movies or the movies as we know now. Uh, another interesting thing about Tom Mix and the John Dubois family, the Historical Society has a carriage that belonged to the Dubois family, and there's a good chance that Tom Mix rode in it. There was also a, a hunting uh, carriage that had a place for the dogs, uh, and that both of those uh, carriages and will be back in town. They've been being refurbished uh, because they're over 100 years old and the leather was starting to deteriorate. So you want to come to the sesquicentennial next Saturday, June 4th, and those carriages will be on display. Well, that's going to be really fascinating. Is there anything inside the Historical Society that you say that's one of my favorite things to look at? Have yourself set aside a few hours. Uh, (laughs) There's a veterans museum. There's a sports museum. Uh, There's an area that's uh, dedicated to the Dubois Brewery. Uh, And just a, a lot of other areas that are covered. Um, There is also a genealogy section where we are quite busy now. There's a lot of people that are into genealogy and uh, we get a lot of requests uh, to look up information and we do have an awful lot of information that can be shared that's not out there on, on the World Wide Web. Right, and we, we need to make an effort to come down and take a Take a good tour of the Historical Society. But you, you were, before I digressed, you asked about the Tom Mix Festival. It, it was a, quite a celebration for probably five or six years back in uh, the late 70s. Uh, it, it was a good excuse to block West Long Avenue. Uh, guys back then grew beards. Uh, it's not like today where stubble and... Uh, beards are in thing uh the women would uh dress in sort of like pioneer outfits uh back then i don't think there was a, a problem with uh having an open container of uh, adult <laughs> beverages on the street right but uh there was a parade uh there was people who came from all over uh unfortunately the tom mix festival the volunteers uh uh, the group of volunteers slowly shrunk, and then the Tom Mix Festival went out to uh, Arizona, where Tom Mix is buried now. Okay, so I just remember as a child uh, putting on my cowboy boots and my jeans and playing all the games. So I'm sure um, my parents uh, allowed us to go to that and have a good old time. It was kind of sad to see it go away, but it was just a fond memory of uh, Tom Mix. But Let's move on because it is a big celebration, 150 years of Dubois. Yes. uh, uh, This year's celebration uh, is going to kick off at 630 uh, at this Edward Cherry Amphitheater in downtown Dubois. Uh, We will obviously have the 
a young man singing the Star Spangled Banner. There will be uh, opening remarks by uh, our local representative, Mike Armanini. He will be presenting a citation uh, from the state of Pennsylvania acknowledging the sesquicentennial. Uh, city officials, a representative from Sandy Township will be offering remarks and we're not sure, but we're hoping that Clearfield County Commissioners will be giving a few remarks. And then starting at 7 o'clock, there will be uh, a street dance uh, with uh, DJ Mad Max spinning the tunes. Yeah, no, well, that sounds exciting. But also, we were talking about history. You have history. You attended the 100th anniversary yes. celebration. Uh, I came to Du Bois in 1971, and uh, I was a student at Penn State, and at that time, the, my major, you had to have a summer course. And one of uh, the instructors said, you guys and girls are from out of town. You should get involved. And there was a production at Mansell Stadium uh, that talked about the history of Dubois. Unfortunately, I don't remember a lot about it. And if anybody out there would happen to have a home movie of that production, it, it would be really great to see it so that it could become digital, digital eyes and it'd be available on the Historical Society webpage or YouTube page, wherever. Yes, and so when we come back, we're actually going to follow up with a couple more questions for you, but we appreciate the great history lesson that you're giving us. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by our friends at Lifespan Family Services, located in Dubois Mall, for local adoption and foster care services. Each day in Pennsylvania, there's at least 15,000 children taken from their homes due to abuse or neglect. Foster parents provide homes to these needy children. Lifespan Family Services trains, supports, and compensates foster parents to address this problem. Call Lifespan Family Services today at 375-1314 or drop in at the Dubois Mall or at Lane Avenue in Punxsutawney. Lifespan Family Services, helping people help children every day. 375-1314. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. We're having a great history lesson with Tom Rubritz. And so, Tom, I, we're back from the break and I want to continue on where we were. There's some great things coming up that the community can get involved with. They can be supportive of the Dubois Historical Society. We do appreciate everything you and the, I want to be clear, there's a committee the Sesquicentennial Committee, yes. Yes, and they are doing great work to help us celebrate our 150th yes. years. Uh, well, I talked a little bit about Friday evening. Uh, that dance will end at 10 o'clock. And then Saturday morning, June the 4th, uh, West Long Avenue will be blocked off. Uh, there will be craft and food vendors. There's also the Years of Yesteryear car, uh, car Club will be hosting a cruise in. And uh, we, we look for upwards of 75 to 100 uh, classic and uh, collector cars to be displayed along West Long Avenue in the area. Uh, this historical society has uh, produced T-shirts and hats that are available that uh, have the historical society logo on it with uh, the sesquicentennial special logo and for uh, stamp collectors the post office will be at the historical society from 10 till 4 with uh, special 
uh, one-day cancellation. Uh, and the last thing, we do have some commemorative uh, rifles that are going to be, there will be chances off. These rifles are not for hunting. They're strictly collectors, uh, and there are limited editions available for purchase. Yes, and I got to tell you, I got my shirt and hat. You can get them at local stores. I happen to get mine at JDD. And I just want to thank you for coming on. Thank you for giving us a history lesson today. And uh, hopefully this is a wonderful celebration for our city. And we're hoping for excellent weather. Yes, we are. Thank you for coming on. Have a wonderful day.